Warning, this episode contains spoilers from the new hit season two show, Bridgerton. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to the Asian Voice podcast. This is episode seven. I'm one of your podcast hosts, John, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Rebecca and Wilson. And today we are joined by a very, very, very special guest, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hi. You want to introduce yourself? So I'm predominantly Bengali and I've been brought up in a British Bengali household for the whole of my life. Nice, nice. For this episode, we're focusing on the hit period drama show from Netflix, which needs no introduction. Um, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I didn't even have to finish that. You're like, um, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say. Bridgerton. <laughs> okay, I think we should start off with like our opinions on the two seasons of Bridgerton. So starting with season one. I say season one, I think that lays the foundations. I heard that season three and four are already confirmed. Really? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it's... my god. Because they're based off the books, so they want to kind of like do everything in order. Like, you know how they had Harry Potter, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think they're just trying to do something similar. Oh, please don't tell oh, please don't tell I'm me it's gonna be like next, next Harry Potter where the author just ruins the whole of it for us. Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Daphne. <laughs> No. Oh, if they somehow managed to ruin like Daphne or Simon's character, or, or like the or the Viscount or um, Kate Sharma, how did I forget? How did I forget the the main protagonist of season two? If they somehow what's her like Julia Quinn? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's the author that of might Bridgerton series. Yeah, yeah, like the author. If, like if you somehow managed to ruin it, I'll never be able to look at Bridgerton the same. Simon's not coming back though. Is he not? No, the actor. He's not coming back. Oh, You're lying. God. No, I'm not. He had a falling out with the producers or whatever. No, I think it was something about he didn't like the way how the Duke's like storyline was being played out. So he was like, no, I'm just not going to play it. So that's why in season two, you don't see yeah, him ever. At all. What, so is he going to get replaced or is it just... No, um, they're just going to probably just make excuses like how Daphne, like most meetups, she'd be like, oh yeah, the Duke's... Um, off on travels or something, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No! That's actually so sad. No! Because I like Simon's character. Like, I liked him, like, his character a lot. Mm-hmm. He was oh. probably one of my favourites. Now it's just yeah. the same. Especially in season one. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, why? Oh, honestly, it would have been the funniest thing to see on screen, like, a conversation between uh, Simon and Kate. That would just be, like, that would be just iconic. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that would be so funny just to see that. Because, like, you see, like, different character dynamics and, like, how they would, like... Bridgerton books are based on um seven siblings. Yeah, seven, seven siblings. That's a lot of kids. No, I think... <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of kids. That's... I feel like there There's might be more, though. eight, I think, eight, because exactly. it goes up to Hyacinth. So wait, because their names are in alphabet. Anthony, Anthony, Benedict, Benedict, Colin, Colin Daphne, Daphne, Eloise. Yeah, and then there's a there's like some other girl. There's um, I think there's a daughter beginning with F. You just yeah. don't really see yeah. her. I think her name might be Florence. Not too sure, but yeah. I don't yeah, know why it's I, like George and then Hyacinth. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know why, but I thought that I thought, when I thought of like F and the girl's name, that's a little Felicia. <laughs> Felicia Bridgerton. It's a really like posh name. It's like really, it's nice. It's like it rolls off the tongue nicely. It's truly uh, aesthetic sounding word. The ton. It's ton worthy. The ton worthy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and like Eloise, it's like Daphne. Daphne's nice name. Anthony. I mean, it's a bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, how about um, like what what were your opinions on season two though? Did it live up to season one, or was it better, or was it about the same? What do you guys think? To be fair, I didn't like season two as much. Um. Really? Why is that? No, I, I didn't because I just thought that they kind of had the storyline and the like whole plot of season one and they kind of reshaped it into some into the season two like storyline because it's the whole trope of enemies to lovers kind of thing, you yeah, know, with the yeah. whole Anthony and Kate and then Daphne and the Duke, how they started off from disliking each other and like hating each other but then kind of ended up together at the end i see, I see what you mean so it's yeah because like... i saw loads of similarities when i was watching season two and I, I think i was subconsciously comparing it to season one and i was like i feel like season one is better because that's where like all my hype was around like season one and then season two came out it was it was good i liked it actually but yeah mm. i think season one was better just the author recycling the plot but just for another sibling i mean hopefully like well who's next benedict yeah daphne oh yeah oh yeah that yeah yeah 
Benedict's, yeah, his, yeah. his plot. Rebecca, I know you were wanting to see like more Benedict's stuff, yeah. right? Like I think his storyline. His character's really interesting though. Like the way he acts, I feel like he's kind of the guy that's just, I don't know. I feel like he's known for the guy that just sleeps around, but I feel like there's more to him. Like mm -hmm. his art and that kind of his more in depth as well. Yeah. Like the only thing I remember of Benedict was um he drank he drank that traveler's thing that traveler's uh, like, tea that that tea was so funny. Apparently it was like that opium or something like that, and then it was oh, like what? Wow. Yeah, it's like it's like Colin. She's the twinkle in the club, like, oh my god, why do you... And he got so drunk, and he was like, he just did not care. And he got, like, high on that tea. That was supposed to make you relaxed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, maybe opium was used as, like, a sedative or something back then. I think but... Benedict's role was just kind of, like, he's one of the favourite side character kind of things, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like, a fan favourite, because I know that a lot of people really like his character, so that would be quite interesting to see how they kind of develop that in the new seasons. Yeah, just more like transitioning from the side character perhaps to, to like one of the main characters but it's not quite yet because it's not like his season yeah. i mean to be fair like 2020 2022 maybe give it two more years and they'll actually to be fair they're probably maybe recording by now because actually oh, yeah, have this... they are. they're probably recording. filming it right now yeah because I actually I've seen on TikTok. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. what? No spoilers. No spoilers. No, I, I follow the actress for Hyacinth on TikTok. She came oh, up really? on my for you page one day, and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I think I've seen that TikTok. No, because like, because uh, I have a uh, my school. Um, one of the teachers, they're like niece or something. They actually they worked on the production for season three costumes. And oh, like in the wow. UK, it's actually insane. That's it's impressive. Like, yeah, I know. And I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And it's like, I, I think she goes to my, she's an English teacher, but she goes to like my school orchestra. And she was literally like blatantly talking out loud about Bridgerton. And it's like, she was talking to a student, saying, oh, you don't like Bridgerton? No. Oh, wow. You don't like Bridgerton. I wonder who likes Bridgerton. I'm like, I like Bridgerton. Like, you like Bridgerton? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> oh, did, did you know my daughter was working on the set? For like, oh my god, really? And I was like, I was like fanboying over it, and then like I can tell she was like loving the attention. She's like, hey, yeah, just another helpless boy. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just me and everyone in the orchestra was like, what the hell is John? You like this stuff? I'm like, yeah, what, what, what I like it. It's good. It's I think good the worst thing is just not liking Bridgerton, right? <laughs> like, it's actually so good. But then, like, I feel like people have that misconception that the period dramas are just some boring drama that's, like, kind of like The Crown or something. And then it's, like, just people, like, speaking really posh English. But it's not actually like that. It's, like, really different. I don't know. It's, it's like, almost... not something I've seen before. It's, like, the same ideas, but perhaps more of, like, more made in more like way. realities maybe like more realistic i don't yeah. know maybe, maybe like it might not how we are modern day it's just dated back and then yeah. their societal norms yeah yeah except that dating was so much easier back then no need for tinder no need for meeting people at your local library no need just for go to a ball. Or that. yeah just go to a ball just like, go to a ball just <laughs> just dance, a few dances stick your hand out you know charm them a little and then do that or you can either trick them like L lady featherington did and get um oh, lady featherington is so clever she's like, clever but i'm sorry like it was clever but like was that literally the morally right thing <laughs> to do? i really did not like her but then I in a way i had a lot of admiration for how she got what she wanted like she would yeah. do whatever she wanted to get to her goal you know yeah like girl yeah. boss no, like just... that scene at the end where she's like you don't care about my daughters to like that lord featherington guy and it's oh, like yeah you're going to america and i'm not coming with you wait wasn't it like towards the end of the season like season the cousin two. yeah the cousin like the new lord featherington he was like yeah. kind of crushing on um lady featherington or something like that yeah it was so weird because yeah. they were like flirting and uh, they like uh... kissed at one point which yeah, is yeah. So, yeah, so weird. I was so because like because uh, I feel like the when Lady Featherington was like talking about oh yeah incest incest is not that bad my children look at the royal family I'm like mm, totally different story example. there bro. Like, I don't <laughs> think I saw that coming until like I saw them like in the rooms like alone and then like. I was like, well, okay. It's honestly so tense when people, like, in these period dramas, when they're alone and two people in a room by themselves, because you're like, oh my god, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then you have, like, Daphne. When, like, you have Daphne Sharma, walking in. Like, yeah. what's it called? Anthony. Like, when, the, I mean, yeah, when they're together in one room, it was they're, like, so freaking funny. breathing on each other. Oh, and then when he keeps, like, smelling her. Yeah. And, like, she walks past and he just, like, smells <laughs> the like, air. Anthony, yeah. there's air around you. Oxygen is free. No, you can breathe that air. But it's not Kate Sharma air. That's the problem. It doesn't have. It doesn't have that. What was what was it? Um, Lily. 
scent yeah, or something the like lily that. soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why she smells of it. Honestly, just another thing, like with um the show, I'm sorry, I find it ridiculous that they just like bathe in the freaking gold tubs. So I was like, oh my god, what the was that? Wouldn't it be like really super cold, like if there was no water in it? So imagine if like it's just that just seems like the most touched it. And... It seems oh, like yeah, it's like, like cold <laughs> metal. Yeah, it seems like the most impractical things. Like okay, that's cool and all, but it's not it's just <laughs> why? Why would you do that? Well, it's just like points. yeah, they just have like three gold tubs slapped in the middle. But of the why room. would there be three in one bathroom? Like, what if you're just having a bath by yourself, and then I there's two ne- might... two other bathtubs next to you, and you're like they're empty though. What's I the think they just like moved it around in order to like accommodate for the three of them. Like they'd, they'd bring in bathtub. Yeah, they'd bring in bathtubs. Yeah, it's oh. not like they're plugged into anything, so you can just carry around a massive bathtub, get a few servants, and then yeah. But then, how do you like drain it? You took it out. Chuck it out the window. Out the window. Yeah, I knew. I they did that in the Tudor times. They'd like <laughs> the whole tub of water. It's like Thanks, flooding bro. outside. You know, like when there. they use the loo, they'd do it in a bucket and just chuck it out the window. Well, yeah. Yeah, That's but like the bath is like a lot of water. Yeah, so you just like slowly pour it out. I don't know. Yeah, but then like on the street, you'll be like flooding. Like I mean, because if you they do were like three their, tubs, there's they drains. Their private house. It might have just been drains. I don't know. It might just I mean, to be fair, to, like, water the flowers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> recycle re- the most logical. Recycle, reuse, re- re- recycle, recycle, reuse, <laughs> and reduce, baby. <laughs> Back in the Tudor times, they were a lot more um smart about recycling than we were now. <laughs> but maybe yeah. like sanitation wasn't as adequate. Maybe really? pouring out. Maybe oh, pouring I out your. Was- you're like... I've heard that if we were to go back in time to like around the Tudor times or whatever, we would literally pass out because of the smell and the air yeah. quality. Oh my god! Oh really? Yeah, because oh, we're just not stung. used to that high level. It would be like intoxicating ourselves. We would pass out. I think about all the like smells, like people's businesses are on the floor and people are just polluting. And also because of like, I feel like they didn't have that many like filters on their what's it called? Hey guys! Cars. Hey guys! Not, like filters, guys! Yeah. Can we like yeah. divert away from oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not turning into a history lesson. Back to prejudice, please. Like not not that aspect of like the Tudor oh, times. Yeah. Oh god. Oh no. <laughs> Just talking about um like going to more um like South Asians and like perhaps more Kate's character in the show. Yeah, Kate and Edwina's character. Kind of like being like South Asian yourself. Did you like um resonate when uh? Kate just went on the tangent like three times, like saying, I hate English tea. I despise English tea. I haven't taught my sister how to make this pitiful excuse with tea that English so adore. I despise tea. I hate it. It's like, um, did that resonate with you? Or... Okay, so I personally am a big fan of tea. So... <laughs> Which tea though? Which tea? What's okay, like... if we go like normal English tea, yes, I do like that, but I'm more okay. of a herbal tea kind of person. But you know, all tea, love tea. Um, Rebecca's I just think... here is like saying bubble tea, bubble tea, bubble tea, bubble tea. Bubble tea. <laughs> oh, bubble tea. tea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, go on <laughs> Anyway, I feel like because um, obviously the whole British Empire had the whole India being part of the British Empire or whatever. So obviously they, back in India, they'd have to become British in a way because the British Empire was like telling them to like be British. They were teaching them how to be British, all of that kind of stuff. So... With the whole disliking tea, I found that quite interesting because it's kind of like she's rejecting the Britishness. And then throughout the entire season, she's just has she has that like mindset of, oh, after this happens, I'm going back to India. I'm going back to India. And I just found that really interesting because this is like a bit of a stretch. But there's the whole like there's a lot of jokes, especially like with the whole like South Asian culture kind of thing. It's like if you do something wrong, then your parents are going to send you back to like the country that you're ethnically from, you know. Mm-hmm. So that kind of had a bit of ties in with that. And I just found it like quite interesting to see how everything played out. Yeah. So almost when you think of almost like she's not portraying the typical like South Asian stereotypical character, she's just like being her own person, but still having like aspects of South Asian, perhaps. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, because it's kind of like the entire time she's trying to like push the boundaries, go against the societal norms. Um, mm. because stereotypically for like a south asian woman it's kind of like be obedient be like Like do everything that you're told but then she does the exact opposite where she's like well she knows how to ride a horse she rides like astride she knows how to shoot she knows how to like do all of these things which wasn't a common thing for women to know how to do yeah Yeah. you can tell when when like Edwina tells Anthony and like Benedict, um, Kate can shoot, and then they're all like really shocked. They actually teach women that in like India or something. 
I'm sorry, can I say, Kate is such a badass in the show. <laughs> She's like, every, she always has a comeback for Anthony, and it's just, it's just like, um, like going back to that scene, it's like, uh, when Anthony says, oh yeah, your sister may have some trouble. Why do you think I'd have any trouble? Uh, because you, because uh, I'm a woman. What? No, no, I, I did not oh, see that, but you thought, you thought that. that. And then it's like a long silence, like, oh. Have you guys ever seen like those, um, Bridgerton on like crack videos and it's like so yeah. funny oh, yeah, yeah. that's them, so they, like, funny and all of that kind of stuff <laughs> and it's just like those awkward scenes they like butcher it and they like maybe like the store Anthony's face just to make it even funny I'm like yeah and kind of like zoom in on it and be like what did he say <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah honestly it's a, a different dynamic between um Kate and Anthony and Simon and um wait wait what Kate no Kate and Daphne wait what <laughs> okay Daphne <laughs> Kate Kate and Anthony, Simon, Simon Daphne. Daphne. Yeah, they, okay. They, <laughs> yeah. I have watched show though, because uh, like Daphne's been like taught, um, because she was like the diamond. She's like, um, she char- she's like charming. She does like all the stuff in, um, like back then, all the stuff that a woman should do to try and. Oh, get that a man. one scene. Yeah, I think she where, was trying to conform. Um, mm-hmm. do you guys remember when Daphne like dropped the fan when she was talking oh, to my- the prince, and she literally made a prince bow down in front of her? Basically, <laughs> that was just girl boss moment. Honestly, so I, I love that scene. That's that was such a power move. <laughs> it's like yeah, They were like, oh my gosh, did the prince just go down in front of Daphne <gasps> and like pick up her fan? Oh my god. I feel like wait, who's um. I can't remember her character name. Um, who's like? Do you remember like Lord Featherington, the girl that she, he was trying to charm? Uh, um, like that, like that other girl. Then, yeah, 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 something like that. Like I swear, like, like I swear, she did the same thing, and she kind of pretended to faint, and then everyone's like, "What's happening? What's happening?" Oh yeah, Cressida fell oh, yeah. over, and and like the prince caught her. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then like the prince is like, like fanning her. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, what up? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like just faking it, but. Kate's just um like even from their first interaction, she's like so sassy. She's she's like she's not mm. restricted. She's like very open, brutally honest. She's not willing to back down. Like if there's an argument, she's going to state her points. She's not going to just like accept defeat, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. It's very de- and then comparing that to like Edwina's character, Edwina's almost I think she's I think, quite the opposite. I think towards like later in the show, I sh- she grows up in a sense. Yeah. Then she gets a bit more independence, but in the first, she's like, oh, and like her, honestly, like she is like she talks in the most um like genteel way. It's like, oh, I'll be delighted, my lord, and stuff like that, and just doesn't really have like much of like a screen presence as Kate does, if that makes sense. She kind like, of embodies the whole perfect, the perfect woman for that era, you know? Um, yeah, because. She knows how to do all these things. In a way, she's quite similar to Daphne, except she did it like she was a lot more naive because obviously there was the whole everything like planned behind her back, mm. how all of that happened. So that's kind of like it's similar to how Daphne and her like they're both the diamond. So you can see like similarities to their characters because they're both kind of like the perfect image. You know. Yeah, almost like the like the expect the golden standards. Like you have the D tier, then you have the god tier of mm-hmm. like the gems of the ton or whatever. <laughs> no. Yeah, because yeah, you I... get like the diamond at the top, and then you get all the other gems at the bottom. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the right thing, but I'm. Well, honestly, it would be so cool if we could like actually have the experience, like a simulated like experience of like going to like a proper ball or whatever, like being a member mm-hmm. of the ton. That'd be so like. I'd love cool. to go. On... I'd love to go to one of those balls that are like shown in Bridgerton. Yeah. Like the dancers are so satisfying. Like the way they danced, and it was, I think the way they choreographed the dancers were really like everything was in sync, everything was in time. It looked so nice. Everything about it was so extravagant. And yeah, I'd love to go to one of those pools. I think you actually can go to a Bridgerton experience thing because I can't remember where it is, but I know there's several like Bridgerton experience things. And then I think it's really annoying though because I'm pretty sure the main one is in the US. So, England. Yeah, there wow. might be one in London though. Like, I think potentially in central London. Um, God damn it, America! You're stealing. You're, <laughs> you're stealing our things. The Bridgerton's in London. Let us have it. Oh god. Wait, you mean like the actual like proper big one that's like probably like well known? Like or... the real hall. Um, I'm not too sure, but there's this. Simu- like how you were saying it's like a Bridgerton simulation yeah. so there's the whole going before the queen or like the balls and that kind of thing hey yo <laughs> get me a ticket to go there <laughs> let's go let's go <laughs> let's go <laughs> 
that sounds so cool. Oh, nice. I oh, love pop. the dresses that they wore, especially Kate and Edwina's dresses. They were they were honestly the best. I think they had kind of like color themes, you know, because you yeah. know how the Featheringtons are all like yellows, greens, oranges, like those kind of like bright yeah. colors. New I money. Think Kate, kind of. you saw a lot of purples and pinks. I think well, we saw Edwina a lot of, was like... more pink, and then Kate was a lot of purples. Yeah, purples. I saw oranges maybe a bit from Kate, like her oh, dress. Yeah. yeah. I think that was from the Featherington ball because everyone was going with like the Featherington mm. type of dresses, you know, their colour theme. Do you think that's like symbolic of anything or is just like just by choice? Just like by a circumstance, it just happened to be that she just wore that. English analysis, <laughs> English analysis here. We're going to English analyse the British symbolic. right now. The, si- the symbolism in this colour represents this and that. <laughs> You know how the Featheringtons are like new rich, new, new money rich? Because they're like quite new to the ton. They don't really oh, like. Yeah. yeah, I feel like their color design is more like out there. Like, look at me. I'm wearing this color. Whereas um, the Bridgertons are a bit more. I think they're more subtle. It's like more pastels and like light blues. I think the Bridgertons are more classy in a way. And the Featheringtons, because they're quite, how would you say that? Like citrusy colors. Um, (laughs) Warm colors or something. (laughs) Don't cancel me. Like brighter colors, like warm. You colors. can like the Featheringtons. I have nothing against them. I just don't really like them in the season. Yeah, I don't really like the Featheringtons. They have kind of like fun kiddie colors in a way because yeah, it's quite bright colors and like especially when what's it called Penelope? She wears that bright yellow dress. Oh yeah, that. And it's I think that's her signature color kind of thing. It's like yeah. the bright yellow and then and then I'd say with the like the Sharmas, they're definitely. I say there's like certain aspects that the Bridgerton there's like some comparisons with with like not so extravagant as the Featheringtons but not so subtle perhaps more like perhaps exotic colors perhaps if that's like fair to say with like the purple and the pink I mean mm. I, to be fair I think like Edwina rocks just the pink just the pink 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 yeah, pink yeah I pink, feel like, like I see Edwina a lot in pink it's like Edwina's light pink. color is pink like baby pink. pink yeah and then Kate's just more of blue and purple-ish which yeah. I think Kate's is like a deep purple kind of color and this is going to be a bit of a stretch and it's going to be like English analysis it's kind of like the colors kind of reflect off the people you know like you can yeah. kind of see similarities because you know how you have that thing where if I was a color what color would I be or like what yeah like months or what color kind of thing like with Kate she would definitely be like one of those like deep like colors like they're really don't know how to word it like but... rich colors like yeah the rich like, colors yeah um, i feel like edwina's like yeah. one really shows her character because it's kind of like that light pink kind of baby pink kind of color it kind of shows her like innocence and like naivety yeah. and like how she's just like following everyone else great english analysis guys ao2 ao3 ao4 <laughs> you're, you're you're hitting all those marks ao1 2 3 all the way to 4 all the way to freaking 10 even though it's not like it's one to four good job good job <laughs> i'd definitely say like kate like her whole backstory is that um she's the daughter of her father yeah he's married but... to lady mary it's more of just she just wants to do the best perhaps like she's almost trying to like live live out her like perfect childhood through edwina because she's like trying to teach her how to uh play the pianoforte and uh know how to dance and why did i think wait what no not, not yodel <laughs> um um well so we didn't we didn't have to do um oh i know how to play kick-ass um what's that game with like the freaking balls and like it's kind of like croquet okay. no not okay, croquet not they, okay. they, they, they call it something else um like not not pinball. Uh, one with like the mallets, right? Yeah, yeah the, the mallets and the like the malice of death. And the mallet yeah, of yeah. death. Had to pick the pink one because Kate took the malice of death. Yeah, mm. oh, I can't remember what the thing was called. Um, is it the stuff of B? I thought uh, it was called croquet. No, it's, well, it is. It is basically croquet, but in the show they call it something else. I think. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Proceed. Is it bocce? Bocce. Bocce. Oh, um, I I think it's called Paul Mall. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's what did okay, I just searched it up. Um mm-hmm. so it says in Bridgerton, the version of Paul Mall we see is closer to modern day croquet. And then yeah, just like that's the thing that came up. I'm yeah. sorry, like I mean I love that scene. That scene was so funny. I'm sorry, just like a side tangent here. I think I would play that if I was like in a country house or whatever, but I would never play that just like in any other circumstance. It's just like every single time someone takes a shot, they have to go, oh, good job. Good job, good job. And nice, shot, nice shot, nice shot. Nice shot, nice shot. I just feel like I just couldn't play it because I just couldn't take it seriously. I'd just be like whacking the balls everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just like being an idiot. Oh, I think there's that one scene when they're playing that when 
Kate and Anthony's ball both go down to that like that bush area where like the yeah, mud, mud like, swamp where the, the mud swamp get out of my swamp and... <laughs> <laughs> I this oh my god one part where Kate goes to like retrieve the ball from yeah. the muddy area and she like pulls up her dress a bit so then her leg is exposed and then you can just see Anthony's face like oh my gosh and it's just really like funny he's going in <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it's just like he has like oh Viscount Viscount Bridgerton. If you do not wish to dirty your boots, I do not need anyone to tell me if I had to dirty my boots. I'm like, bro, damn, <laughs> calm down, bro. It's just a game. He took it so so seriously. But I feel like after that, when they like tried to help each other, then they like both fell in the mud. Yeah, that's like the first genuine connection. But that got that got kind of cu- cut off when um Kate kind of hits the ball to like his father's gravestone. Well, not go. gravestone, like um memorial. M- memorial, yeah. yeah. And then Anthony kind of, he just kind of like focuses it out and he kind of spaces out and says that's enough. And then Kate just like has to look and see what's there and say, oh, I see. I feel like because of that, it kind of makes their connection a bit deeper because obviously the memorial is like a really important thing for Anthony. And her like knowing about it, her like seeing it, it's kind of like she sees another aspect of his life and like yeah. a personal part of his life. So it kind of helps the characters have a deeper connection. In a yeah, it's almost like a different dynamic. He's not so like, um, not so stubborn. He's not like just thinking about, oh, I, oh, I need a wife. Oh, I just need a wife to have a baby and to take mm. the Bridgerton name. It's like almost, he does care, but he's almost scarred from this traumatic experience. So... I feel sorry for Anthony because, like, that would traumatize anyone. That would just be like, yeah, that would be scary. And like having that many like like siblings, having, and then ha- having that many siblings, and then and then being have... responsible for them. Like, oh my god. Because probably if we if we were to take an estimate, like, how old was he probably in that? He was um... sixteen, I think. Sixteen might have been. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm... if he's had like eight siblings, then damn, probably. He's damn, he's handsome for sixteen. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No, when his dad died, he was around sixteen, and then he was like probably in his early twenties in the like actual season. Yeah, but like even at sixteen, then he had to take the Bridgerton name. He was like, "You are now Viscount Bridgerton." He was like, "No, yeah." Like, even that scene where like that seven was asked. Well, I don't know if he's seven, but that one of the, like the people in the house was asking him, "Oh, should we move like your father's stuff, or should we move like your mother's stuff? Because the room is now yours." They're like want... Viscount's room. It's like that moment of realization just hit so deep, and I feel like if if that if like just hypothetically, if that hadn't been like written into this plot, I feel Anthony's character would be a bit more well, it wouldn't be as interesting, but it would be mm. a lot more simple. He wouldn't have to feel like because in the first um episode, he just literally has a whole list of like potential suitors. Because yeah, uh, I think in the first season, I found him quite annoying because he was quite protective over Daphne. He was kind of like warding off all the yeah. suitors. He was like, no, you're not good enough because you can't speak Latin or yeah. something like that. And then he's literally, it's literally the modern day equivalent of like swiping, 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 swiping left. left and right. Yeah. On, like just, yeah. just swiping left on every single person. Like, nope, nope, yeah, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, no, no. And then no, Lord no. Barbara comes on, at right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was... Oh, that no. caused me so much that, stress. Oh we don't talk. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't talk about that. Oh, Lord Badbrook. Uh, uh. Can we not go into that? Oh, that's like yeah. That that, that, that doesn't scare me, but it kind of like eeks me out. If that makes sense, just like it's yeah. like an icky feeling. Yeah, it's like, Ew. I get the ick. Uh. Anthony, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? Like, why would you want that for like your sister? It's like, like the personality as well. It wasn't even their parents as well. It was also the personality. He was like a slimy slimy dude hmm. that's the only way for me to put it right now it was just like you're literally the diamond you're the wait no this was, wait was she announced the diamond after yeah, or before yeah. the ball after before, before oh before yeah you have so the he di- already knew she was the diamond yeah. you have the diamond right here and you're the viscount of one of the most prestigious families in all of the ton and you choose that dude Exactly. Like, that dude. He's not, it's like, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to like disgrace about his looks. Like, sure, if he was a really nice person, but like, that dude. If we're going based off looks, there were so many other. Exactly. There were so many looking, other. Yeah. Better looking guys. He was short as well. And like, mm, yeah. he, like, like, no discrimination uh, against short guys, but. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no wow. discrimination. Wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything because, like, if I say anything, you're gonna be like, "Oh wow, John, you hate short people." Oh god, you you only say this because you're tall. You suck. I'm just gonna be like, 
nope, nope. Oh yeah, nope. no, that sounds a bit hypocritical from me being yeah. a short person, but okay, hey. it's okay. Not my words, not my words, not mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's always, when people, it's always when, to, when people talk about height, I'm like, nope, 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 not yeah, mine. Yeah, I'm not part of this conversation. Nope, I'm, I'm just here, at, I'm here at just my comfortable six foot. I'm, I'm chill, I'm chill. <laughs> like, don't hurt me. But with the Bridgerton trailers, when um Lord Beverick, I was like, uh, you've always amused me, Miss Bridgerton, ever since I was a schoolboy, and then you were, oh, what? I'm like, I'm like, no, that is so creepy. No, but I love when Daphne punched him. That. Oh, we love Daphne for that. Honestly, I wish they just. <laughs> it's like imagine I can imagine a British on Cracked and they animated it as if it was like Street Fighter, and then as soon as like Daphne, oh, instant knockout. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> I can't just can imagine that. Yeah, and then Simon's like, "Wow, I'm a marry." Wow. He's just like, "Damn, you got you got a nice punch." <laughs> you have an excellent right hook. Yeah. Let, yep. Now let me put a ring on your left hand. <laughs> that just about wraps it up for part one of this episode. We'll be back after the short break. Hey guys, have you re- recently watched YouTube? Why? What have you watched recently on YouTube? Is it something Asian? Why, yes, it is, Wilson. We have the holy collab between the most legendary Asian YouTubers. You got Stephen here for the emotional damage. You got Uncle Roger for the MSG. You got Two Set for violin playing and stuff. You've got <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, who has her iconic flight attendant videos. And you've got um, Nathan Dunn Comedy, which is is cool. Yep. Do, do you guys watch them? Actually, uh, the whole, yeah, the whole yeah. <laughs> it's a great collab. Actually. Which one would you have most? I, I like mm. the Shark Tank one. Oh, Shark Tank group. The Shark yeah. Tank one. I love the America's Got Talent one. I mean, it wasn't America's Got Talent. It was Parents Got Talent, I think. <laughs> that that one was so, so funny. That hit so deep. No, but the ending plot twist, guys. Ending. Mm. You should watch it. And welcome back from our short break. So I think in this part of the episode, we're going to go into deeper topics about South Asian representation and how you know, the media representation of South Asians in like movies and films, or maybe perhaps your background, Hannah? Um, okay, so I'm Bengali, right? So there's like quite similar cultures between like Bengali and Indian cultures in a way. So there are some things which I saw like a bit of a good representation with. Um, I know there's this one part like just before Edwina's wedding where they're putting Holdy on her. So this isn't really something that I know a lot about, but okay, so obviously I know that we use Holdy for cooking or whatever. Mm. So I just found it interesting how they brought like one aspect of like our culture kind of thing into that because it wasn't like the traditional how they've had like all the other wedding preps, like for Daphne, her like wedding prep was a lot different. So mm. it's quite it's quite nice how they had that kind of symbolic kind of thing in there like embedded into that scene. Is that something that's done quite often in weddings? Um, I'm not too sure personally because, well, the weddings that I've like been to, okay, so say for example, my cousin's wedding a few years ago, not really anything like that, but then, um, so do you know like henna, that stuff that you put on your hands yeah. or whatever? So I know that like before the wedding, um, my cousin, she had it like done all over her arms, all over her hands. So it's quite, it's kind of like something similar, you know, um, to that that whole thing before the wedding, putting like something. Yeah, is that know. is that more just a, is like, is there anything like, any particular reason why Hannah is done or is it just for like an aesthetic, perhaps like purpose? Oh, it looks or so beautiful. It, it looks, it looks beautiful. really good. Like honestly, well, like I, honestly, I would get it because it looks, it looks so, like how you just like slowly like go into like it. Just, no, it's so pretty. That must take ages though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah it takes a while, like, um, and it's really difficult sometimes because when I've had it done for Eid or just like events, um, mm. I have to be really careful because right after you get it done, you have to wait like a certain amount of time before you like take it off. And mm. I remember for my cousin's wedding, when she had it done, it was all the way from her fingertips all the way up to like her elbows or whatever. And she had to sleep with it cling filmed and she oh, had gosh. to like try to not smudge it because then it would just become disastrous yeah uh, oh cool nice wait so i mean i think yeah. in the wedding scene the bangles like that kate was wearing on her wrist they were quite like i think 
representative like re- representative of the South Asian culture do you think oh, yeah okay so recently at my school we had multicultural day and I remember how I well I was stressing my mum out the day beforehand well the night before I was like mummy I need to wear something and she was like getting me all these like cultural outfits and she's like I think you should wear the pink one and I was like no I want to wear the red lenga and all of that kind of stuff and then she's like oh by the way you need to wear bangles and then I found it quite funny because like my mum she has a massive bangle box so there's like loads of sets of different colored bangles all of that kind of stuff so what I wore it was like a red lenga so with like silver detailing so that was it was, it was so nice just like what you it was like it was good that was nice and then I, I think i said um on the day i was like haha you've got you've got you you shang chi and the 10 rings step aside <laughs> and hand around the hand around like i think you had like this like 17 rings hand around the 17 rings no i think it was like 23 oh 23, 23. okay that's even more oh, 23 oh. <laughs> it's not that number that doesn't work out that <laughs> Yeah, I had like a lot of bangles on both my wrists and throughout my entire lesson, like all my lessons when I was like trying to get things out my bag or when I was like writing, it would just be like jangling and I'm like, oh oh, gosh. And then at one point, I think I just ended up taking them off and I was like, okay, I can't make any more noise. Because I definitely say that for your multicultural day, were there like many other like people wearing stuff that was like representative of their culture? Was it just like anything they really wanted? It was quite a mix to be honest, because a lot of people, so people were either wearing like just the basic jeans and t-shirts and Mm. that kind of thing. Nothing wrong with Um, that. (laughs) Yeah. And then there were like other people who went like all out because um, there were some people wearing like, okay, say for example, because we had this whole like fashion show after school. So a lot of people were like, they went all out with their outfits and they looked so stunning. Mm -hmm. It was like, Mm -hmm. it was really nice to see because you could just see a lot of variety and it kind of makes you think, wow, we have a lot of like different cultures. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's not just like so um, predominant. Predominantly it... like the white culture. Predominantly <laughs> <laughs> just a bit like that. Asking you because whole the whole one of like the main things of this podcast is what does it mean to be Asian? And I think perhaps more towards you, I directed towards your um, background. Like, what does it mean to be South Asian? Just from like your perspective, not talking like in general. Just like, what does it mean to be South Asian? Like in your from your experience, like what does it mean to be well. In my perspective, obviously, there's all there's always going to be like a lot of stereotyping and all of that mm. kind of stuff. So with South Asian culture, the stereotypes are, oh, yeah, you're going to be really smart. You're like really good with computers. You eat like a lot of curry, all of that kind of stuff. And it's in a way it's kind of like, hmm, but that's not entirely correct. Like maybe it is partially correct because obviously like one of the main dishes that we make is like curry but it's like so much like different types and I find the whole curry thing interesting because the national dish of like out of the UK is like what is it like so it's like Indian takeaway or curry yeah it's like some chicken 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 tikka masala masala. yeah Yeah, um so I find that funny when South Asian culture it's like a lot of people like oh yeah um okay this is kind of like an offensive thing which has been said it's like oh yeah you're a curry muncher kind of thing and it's like it's really weird personally because I don't find anything wrong with it and so that's like focusing on the food mainly um and then with like the other stereotypes with the whole oh yeah South Asian people they're like hackers they're like super smart they always get like grade A's and it's like oh yeah um when like they're older they're like always doctors and like all of that kind of stuff and I find that quite, I don't know, that's just something which I've seen or whatever. But with my, personally for me, my family, they've been really open to me when it comes to like future careers and all of that kind of stuff. They haven't been like the stereotypical, oh yeah, you should be a doctor. I remember my grandfather, he mentioned it once, but then that was like the end of, because now they know that I want to look into, I think it was originally architecture, but now it's changed to law. Law. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Yeah, specifically aviation law, if the aviation industry isn't bust by the time I get Mm. there. Mm. It's kind of like the whole thing of being Asian. Oh, you're Asian, so therefore you're smart. You've got everything like planned out and whatnot. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's like you have the... And it's always like, okay, I think this is a fair assumption to say, like with the whole stereotype of the whole 
obedience you do what you're told you have like this perfect kind of persona you fit into a box kind of thing yeah um and i don't think that's just with south south asian i feel like that's also with like east asian culture as well because i know that i've seen people and i've heard people make comments like that as well and it's just it's really thrown me off like off balance you know because i'm just like that's not correct it's almost like our culture has so much more to offer and we're so much more than these like stereotypes and prejudices that you form yeah yeah it's almost like once you hear one like little let uh, to put it in bridgerton terms if i will <laughs> if i was to speak in the, the, the language of the ton one bad like word can like ruin your whole reputation yeah and yeah that's kind of like the thing here it's almost like it's not as like small but it's like any sort of like gossip with such as the queen's plan to expose um uh, lady whistle down and it backfired tragically but still it's like that whole gossip mm-hmm. it can like trigger and like ch- trigger chain reaction because like i feel through. like people use stereotypes to kind of form like what they think of an asian of like what they think is an asian culture it, it doesn't really encompass the whole thing really it's like only like it's probably like not even a small fraction like a, li- a little hindrance to it and like there's way more to like asian culture than people actually yeah. see um i think one other thing is because of the how many stereotypes there are like it gives people a bias towards you. So mm. before they like see you, say for example, okay, so my uncle, he went to like like boarding school, all of that, and he's very well spoken. Mm. So when he speaks to people, they're caught really off guard. Maybe not just because of how well spoken he is, but they see him and they're like, oh, he's like a brown South Asian man. You don't expect him to speak a certain way. But then yeah. when he speaks well spoken, people are quite like, oh, wow, that's yeah like, didn't expect that it's um, you know it's almost like a nanny moment there yeah. <laughs> it's like when they say you speak good english for xyz yeah, yeah like english was my first language i hmm. think i would be able to speak it well yeah, yeah. i feel like that's a case for a lot of because when you you kind of get used to it like maybe the first few times you're a bit off put by it but then after a while you almost like conform that as the norm like you're kind of almost expecting like oh i'm meeting new people they're probably just gonna think um oh i don't speak i I don't speak good english or i'm like this and that what x y and z but then after a while it becomes like the norm it's like i'm pretty sure like everyone here can they vouch for um that you've pretty much like already you're expecting like like really common comments like saying so hannah where are you from oh no (laughs) where are you from hannah every time i've like been said like every time someone said that to me i say where i live or ethnically because i just have to like clarify that because i'm just like where are you from that's a really silly really vague and like ambiguous like what do you mean by that yeah Yeah, like what exactly do you want me to answer to that do you want to say where i live do you want me to say where like what's my ethnicity Hmm. um and then it's also like unless it's like you're just asking out of curiosity sometimes it's like people ask you that but it's like in a really weird way and it's like why do you want to know like why does it bother you so much Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of like microaggressions which are kind of stemmed off of like loads of stereotypes of like South Asian culture if I'm speaking from a personal view Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I'm not really sure where to start off with with like the microaggressions so to speak but um yeah, I'm not too sure where to start off with this point. I definitely say I've been accustomed. I've been asked that question so many times. I just use it for my own amusement because sometimes yeah, in life you have to make definitely. your own entertainment. Yeah. So I'm like, where are you from? Or well, I'm from uh, London. Where are you from? Um, East London. Whoa, not from the south. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but where are you really from? Um, I live near Blackwood Tunnel. But where? Like, okay, <laughs> where? Okay, where, where are you? Where are your parents? I'm like, oh, ah. Where is that the parents, person you were actually asking? Where are my parents from? Huh? Well, there, they live with me too. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and then like, oh, for, for Christ's sake, John, where, where do your parents say, where were they born? Oh, well, if you wanted to, and I think I, I let them have, I'm like, if you wanted to know that, you're going to tell what's your heritage? No need to go through, where are you from? Oh, wow, that's so oh, boring. One thing so I saw cool. on like TikTok, which I found really funny, was like something really similar to that, where someone was asked, where are you from? And the person said, London, where are you like this where are you from there specifically? And it's like, um, uh, well, I live in East London. Where are you from? Um, I actually live near Canary Wharf. Um, yeah. like saying things like that. And then I'm just like, do you want to know my ethnicity? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you gonna ask further? Because I'm just gonna answer you the same question. Like, 
like answer it in the same way like if you want me to go really in depth i can just tell you my address because that is where i'm from like i can tell you the exact coordinates on this earth that i was born on <laughs> just on just map location here, 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 here. <laughs> oh god i no. think one thing which is quite interesting for me is so both of my parents they were actually like born in the uk so my mum she was born in wales my dad was born here in like london um so when people ask me where are your parents from i was like well my mum was born in wales my dad was born in England like is that uh, what you wanted to know uh, <laughs> um and then when you go further back I'm like okay so my grandparents and then you kind of get into it a bit more and mm. I'm just like okay I definitely say it's just it's interesting because like the three of us we only like see it from an East Asian perspective and I definitely say like I, I wouldn't say there's much of a divide but I don't really know much about like South Asian culture I mean I know like stuff mm. like about the henna and like stuff that you do right. on like weddings and stuff and then but it's not really like much else that Same. yeah just like there's probably maybe like subtle like similarities but there's probably like big differences and that'd be cool just to learn about like every like bit of, bit of asian culture and just like seeing how if it, it doesn't not really fit in it's just like how it's grown and evolved to, to nowadays and how that's kind of shaped you as a person um okay so with when it comes to like my personal experience it's not just culture coming into play so i also my family is muslim so it's kind of like a fusion of those two like the whole Islamic kind of beliefs and all of that, how it's kind of like incorporated with our culture. So I'm not sure how like accurate this will be in terms of the whole, obviously I don't speak for everyone who is of a South Asian background, but as a personal experience to me, um, okay, so how you were saying like the whole, you guys knowing the East Asian kind of thing. So I have a lot of friends from like different backgrounds or whatever. So I actually think that there are quite like, there are a couple of parallels when it comes to like, East Asian and South Asian like not just the culture but like the way that we're treated in society like with the whole stereotypes and that kind of stuff um but with our culture it's kind of like okay so how it's like developed and how it's kind of like shaped me as a person so there's like certain like things that I do you know okay so I know that some people do this and I just get really like thrown off by it shoes in the house that's oh my god big yes. in the house. yes that's why do you wear shoes on the bed Ew. Yeah, and coats in the bed that bothers me so much. That's just, it's probably one of the worst things. And okay, so in my house, so we have house sandals or house like- Yeah, slippers. Yeah. So um, our downstairs area, it's like, it's not carpet, it's laminate flooring. So we, when we go into the kitchen and stuff, we always wear like our kitchen sandals. So it's like yeah. our house, like sliders house kind of stuff. Yeah, sliders. Um, and then when we go into the bathroom, there's like, obviously most people have this, uh, as far as I'm aware, but it's like house sandals, like bathroom sandals as well, because mm. yeah, it's kind of like, and there's a whole like cleanliness thing. Um, also, my mom's like a, this is like a personal thing. My mom is very germ aware. She's like a germaphobe kind of thing. Oh, that's where um, you get it from. <laughs> yeah, you've known me for a while, John. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you know about all of that. Um, so like when we go out and stuff, I think this is just my mom in specific, like, whatever so when we like sit down at a restaurant or something my mum will wipe the table she'll like wipe all the cutlery all of that kind of stuff yeah oh no that's um, a, that's, a, that's a, like i too. think when we do that like yeah. we do that in like dim sum restaurants like usually we get like a pot of water and we like hot pour water. it over the chopsticks yeah hot water yeah to oh, pour yeah. over the chopsticks so like to kill the bacteria <laughs> even though like scientifically only like like just like that it's, yeah yes one thing as well is so even before COVID, I'm so proud of myself for this. Um, I always used like hand sanitizer before yeah. I ate because my mum had it. I think not just my mum, like with my whole like family as well. We're very like, we try to be very clean. Like, especially when we're going to eat, we always like wash our hands or we use hand sanitizer, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's like one thing when we go out. And then with like South Asian culture, I know that with South, South Asians, there's like a lot of, I think I would say, with like religions and stuff, I think it would be predominantly like Islam, Hinduism and like Sikhism, I, I would think. Um, I just going based off of what I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I know that within those religions, um, there's like things that you can and can't eat. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so for me as a Muslim, um, I always have to be aware of halal food and all of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like been a heavy part of my life because when I go out, it's kind of like, if the food's not halal, then it's either vegetarian or seafood, like have like that kind of stuff. Um, 
So yeah. 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 I think that's quite interesting because yeah, I found that quite interesting. Yeah. My form class is predominantly South Asian and like Muslim. So when I like, I came from like a Christian primary school. I had no previous background knowledge on anything like Islam related. Like I had no knowledge of it at all. And like, I remember like in like year seven or year eight that I was just asking loads of questions about the culture and like the religion, Islam religion. And I was kind of like really interested in like how and like how and why people do the things they they do. And like, I think the culture is really just, it's like an amazing culture. It's really beautiful. If yeah. You, if, if you don't mind me asking, um, how has like being South Asian and like living in like a predominantly like white white society like how has that like influenced your ideas on like being south asian or perhaps like maybe shying away from it or embracing more mm-hmm. of like the white culture or does that affect you at all or have you like um, managed okay to, like... so i actually went to a church of england primary school so i think but in that school there was like people who were white it was actually quite a mix of people who were like of similar backgrounds to me to and also like people who were like christian and white and all of that kind of stuff so that's kind of been a thing for me since i was younger so it's kind of like something which was probably subconsciously like embedded into my mind like i've dealt with that like my entire life um so it's kind of like i know this is not really a good thing well obviously it's not a good thing but for a while i went through an like a whole phase of like wanting to be white or just Mm -hmm. being jealous of like people who were and i don't know if one thing which I do like affects reflecting off that a lot but I have naturally curly hair right and I straighten I've been straightening my hair for years I did notice that yeah the first time I ever met you after like two years I just saw you with like straight hair yeah that, that um, one for a while yeah yeah but the way that I do it it's like so today I didn't bother straightening my hair because I was like whatever mm. um but let it curl gee <laughs> yeah my curl pattern yes, like, it's so heat down yeah. Um, I think this is something which started back in like year five or something I don't know Um, that was kind of like when I started noticing it and I think I was when I see like my friends like now and I'm kind of like this is gonna sound a bit weird but I get jealous of people with naturally straight hair because I'm like yeah wow that's like it's like really easy to manage it looks really nice all of that kind of stuff so mm. the way I straighten my hair is like it will be like half dry and then I'll just like I won't straighten it properly I'll just section it like into four and then I'll just go over it a couple of times so it becomes like wavy straight you know um so that's like the way that I do it because I'm like okay I don't want to be like fully abandoning everything but yeah. I've just found something which works for me um so I feel like that's just one thing that's never really gone away but then now I've started to like embrace my like culture a bit more like how we are at home and all of that kind of stuff. Rebecca yeah. do you feel the same way with that or like you've had to almost like I don't know perhaps like getting ready to go out you've had to like alter your hair or whatever? Um well I don't know if many people know this but my hair isn't actually naturally straight I do straighten it. Like what? But I'm just um, learning about this now. But, like, you go. <laughs> um, cause, like, how many years? <laughs> oh gosh. But like I've done it since I ha- I think I did it like I started it in like year eight because I noticed how like my hair would always stand up and it was really frizzy. Like I wouldn't say it's curly. I would just say my hair was really frizzy and it was really static. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just was like, it's really hard to manage. I'll just straighten it. So yeah. I just did that and I kind of I kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Would you say that's more of a, your decision or it's more of like you just want to like look like everyone else kind of? No, I think it's same. more of my decision because like I don't know because I don't know if I should when I say this I don't mean it but like it's like. I prefer the way I, my hair looks when it's straight, but it's like... That's fair. I mean, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just curious because there's a difference between like wanting to do it for yourself and wanting to do it for like... like I don't do it to like in. conform to like, I don't know, the yeah, yeah. expectations or I don't know. But like, yeah, I do prefer my hair being straight it's just with like things people do it's either it can be have the, the action can be there but it's like the intention behind it that what like mm. matters um, just yeah go on i think okay so with me like oh no now i've really forgotten what i was going to say i just lost my train of thought um but what i was i think what i was just gonna i'm gonna try and get it back um <laughs> so i like with the whole like being like hair being frizzy or whatever so this is kind of like something which i've kind of noticed over time because like it's quite interesting because I'll have like friends who are like, oh yeah, um, I wash my hair X amount of times a week. Um, my hair's really greasy right now. And for me, I'm just like, I have to add oils to my hair. Like 
I add like argan oil, like castor oil, all of that kind of stuff to my hair because it's really frizzy. And it's like, when I don't straighten it, it's like really curly and frizzy and it's mm. really hard to manage. So similar to Rebecca, I actually, I think the main reason I straighten my hair is just preferable, like it's my preference, like the way mm. that I prefer my hair. And, but then in a way, I know that it's not completely that because I know that I've been told, not even just by other people, by my own, I know that she, my mum doesn't mean this in a bad way, but my mum's like told me, oh yeah, your hair looks like like a bird's nest or something. Yeah. And she'll be like, oh, your hair looks really messy. She'll like say it in like Bengali as well. And then she'll be like, oh yeah, it looks really frizzy. You need to add oil to it. And that's kind of like been something which has been embedded into my mind since I was younger because I get my curly hair off my mum. Mm. Um, so I've seen her like do all this like, she's like tried to tame it or whatever so for me like straightening my hair it's a personal preference obviously but then it's also the whole something which has been like said to me for a while like instead of me just bothering to add like loads of oil and trying to tame it I just decided to straighten it because it's a lot easier mm -hmm. so yeah there's that I think yeah I really want to like cover this kind of stuff as well on that on a future episode of Asian beauty standards. Oh, yeah, Asian beauty standards. Oh, yeah. I definitely oh, yeah. say, I think uh, me and Wilson can like vouch for this. Like, us guys, you don't really care about... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, about I mean... the hair thing. It's just, if I wake I think up like as this, you grow older and you day. get into secondary school. Like, no, think... not really. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think Hannah's seen me with like the most generic hairstyle. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm just like, so... like this, flat like that, or it's just like short. But... Yeah, but like when you get into secondary school, you start to care more about what people think right, of you. Right, that is true. Nope. Yeah. Like, I mean, for, for I mean, me, I, me personally, like... my hair doesn't have that much variation, so like it can't really get much worse. <laughs> I have you ever like... gone through like a start, like a phase of gelling your hair or anything? Yes, oh, yes, seven, so yes, have, seven. Honestly, oh. honestly, like I didn't know how to gel my hair, so I'd like slap a ton of it on, where to be to the point where it's like crispy, and you could like hear the crunch of it. Oh and no! And I thought that was so cool, but oh, I was like, oh, cool. uh, maybe that wasn't a good idea back then. And right. I, I don't gel my hair now. I, I, I don't I'm trying to grow out now, but. I only ever use like gel in like special occasions, like let's say I'm performing or something and I'm being on camera or something stupid. Mm. And like my mum's just like, oh, you nice. gotta make yourself look presentable, gets out the hair gel and you know, does it Extra for me. Sh shiny, shiny hair just to get that extra shine. Exactly. Um, With my brother, he has like the exact opposite hair type to me. So mine is like really curly and frizzy mm -hmm. and my brother's is like dead straight. <laughs> dead straight and, and flat. Um, so it's kind of like, so similar to Wilson, like when it comes to like doing something with my brother's hair, it's like for special occasions like weddings or like Eid or stuff like that or like just occasions and my brother hates it he uh, really <laughs> he needs yeah. to learn he needs to learn <laughs> wait does your because i've noticed that there's very two distinct oh i, I could say this for probably east asians there's two very different distinct styles there's wilson's hair which like it flaps <laughs> oh, down yeah. there's like, and there's like the spiky one that like spikes up that leads like outwards it's like i've gone cat. through both it's like the one that basically <laughs> it's the cat. It's the cat. in my opinion it's you go through both like the stick it sticks out the front but once you grow it longer it starts to fall like no, 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 but the, no, but, it, but then there's no. that like K drama hairstyle, oh, the one with the, the middle parting <laughs> curtains. Oh, yeah, oh, like that. <laughs> boy cursing era kind of thing. Wait, Hannah, wait, which style does your brother have? So, my brother has okay, so like literally how Wilson said, when it's shorter, right after my parents make him well, my mum makes him get a haircut, it's kind of like the spiky hedgehog kind of look you know yeah, um, yeah yeah and i remember when my brother was younger we'd always call him a hedgehog because his <laughs> hair would like stick up and it would be really cute or whatever but Aww. then when it's longer it kind of like just falls over his forehead like mm. just flats is it oh it, it doesn't defy gravity no it doesn't <laughs> there are some that some, some somehow their head defies gravity and they like stay straight i'm like how mm -hmm. do you do that like yours <laughs> without yours gel as well which is surprising. not really i mean now it's just like flat down it's like i wish it was like flump it's just like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh god that'd be so dumb though i could like just curl it and just make it into like just put uh get a perm <laughs> No, I'm, oh. joking. I'm joking, by the way. Please never. Get <laughs> oh gosh! I mean, when I first got a fringe, it tickled my forehead a lot, and I didn't like it. Is that weird? A fringe? Yeah, because I, I, because you know how I, I had like, no, the, like I don't know, but I, have, I really have a thing like for fringes. A really long like time. fringes are so nice, and now I have, I a, have fringe. a fringe. And that's so pretty. That's so nice. Like fringes, but like maybe not the like not the bangs. The bangs were like a face for a lot of people. I'm still say that no, I didn't. I remember I cut my bangs last year, literally yesterday, last year. I saw my snap memories. And then now it's kind of like I've seen how they've evolved over time. So now yeah. um, I'm kind of going through a mix between like flat out straight, like forehead 
bangs and curtain bangs you know so yeah. it's kind of like a mix of both it's just depending on what my hair is doing that day no <laughs> i think as you evolve you kind of i mean not as you evolve as time goes on after you cut, cut your bangs you kind of know how to style them and make them look better we're not pokemon calm down calm yourself we're not pokemon we don't just evolve like we're whoa. evolving <laughs> we're evolving <laughs> we reach level 20 we're gonna evolve now into our next stage <laughs> also with the whole like going back to like straightening my hair like I've kind of figured out how to like manage my hair because I, it's like with the whole after you've done it, then you kind of like figure out what's best. So depending on how my hair is that day, I just every morning I straighten my bangs because I will wake up and they'll be like dicking up defying gravity. And I'm like, how on earth did that manage to happen? So yeah, I just, yeah, that's one thing which I do every single morning. I just straighten. I'm like, I cannot be dealing with this. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for like all guys because probably there's some guys that t- take effort into uh, yeah. their like hair and like they're really hair. they're really proud yeah. of it. But it's just I think I, I think it's fair I think it's fair to say in the time that I've known Wilson, me and him at most we might just like <laughs> just like just give a little like yeah like oh yeah yeah that's about good enough and just like slap some water like yep that's good okay let's that's go fine. as long as it's not like ridiculously you... sticking up everywhere then it's like fine yeah because I think Rebecca your brother he probably. Of like our like uh family friend circle probably like he's the one that like actually puts the most effort into his hair. He actually looks presentable. Like we're just I mean... like slobs like <laughs> as if we just got off. Yeah, bed. I would think he put. Yeah, he 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 does put like stuff in his hair, but it's like yeah. it's not like excessive. I mean, yeah, it, he makes himself look presentable. Unlike us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that my cousin. So he's like, um, he spends like fifteen minutes on his hair, like. 15 in the morning yeah i'm pretty sure around like 15 20 minutes because he has naturally like very silky like very smooth hair Mm. and i think the look he's going for is like a bit more just not as uniform straight kind of thing like not as an emo hey it's kind of like um we joke around how it being like a whatever but um it's kind of like in the best way possible it's like a buzz nest kind of look but um, oh, oh, oh kind of like that really like a scruffy kind of like yeah um, it's that scruffy kind of look so he spends like 15 minutes a day doing that because his hair naturally looks like smooth and silky and really nice so mm. he's just trying to get the opposite of that which i find really funny <laughs> well, so no i'm so to... jealous of people that have smooth and silky hair well so you're trying to go for that f-boy look <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you now that you've pointed it out boy look. it I does think, it doesn't come like that yeah oh that's iconic <laughs> Oh, that'll be oh nice. Well, does he do that just because he just wants to? Yeah, I mean, obviously now I don't want to like speak for everyone here, but like, oh yeah, I think yeah. nowadays because you, it used to be like girls were girls were focused on their looks, all of that. So that's like society views. But now I think guys have. I think this was always the case, but now it's like a lot more like outward kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Guys mm-hmm. also care about their looks, like they put a lot more effort into it. I don't know if it's just like me being on TikTok and seeing all these guys doing like fashion stuff. <laughs> Or like how to style your hair when it's like this. Me and Wilson like... aren't on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like now it's just a bit guys do it a bit more. Don't know mm. if that's fair to say, but yeah. 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 Yeah, it's not so much of like the stereotype of like girls and makeup and stuff like that. It's like almost a bit more. Yeah, I think that was everyone. like this whole stereotype, yeah, that men didn't take pride or like men didn't take care of their self like self-appearance or the way they looked because like i remember like what's it called the whole era of skincare i think that came up like oh, in yeah. in like covid and like yeah. more men were doing like their own like skincare and like taking care of their own face and stuff mm. i yeah. think something i saw was how some of these like men had better skincare routines than me i was like <laughs> wow i was like, being jealous <laughs> yeah i was like how do you put in that much effort i need to start caring a bit more mm. and then so i think okay with my brother he's only like in year six so he's like 10 he's going to be 11 soon right now he hates everything skincare all of that kind of stuff so my mom will tell him oh yeah you need to moisturize your face you're you look crusty or whatever um and he'll be like i did it but he didn't like he hates it and i'm just like you need to come on yeah um but yeah because like i remember when i had like I wouldn't say bad acne, but I did have like um, quite a few spots on my face and like I did have like breakouts and I did have blemishes, if you want to say. Yeah. And like, so obviously I did go into like the route of skincare and then now my skin is like not as bad, I guess. Yeah. But I do get breakouts, but I can take care of them now. It's better than mine. I'll give you that. I mean, it was better than it was before. Yeah. I mean, I'm still using those uh, tips though. I saw on that skincare routine. Okay, one thing. When it comes to not just like 
skincare, but like hair and all of that kind of stuff, never use the two in one, never use the three in one. Yeah, ones. never use You that. always mm. have to use the single stuff. Mm. Mm. Not never. as good. I made that mistake in like 20, oh. 2020 to 2021. I've changed though, I've changed, I've changed. Because like we used to be like that two in one like face wash and like stuff. Oh, like head and shoulders, two in one conditioner and shampoo. And I'm like, that's Ew. really effective. <laughs> Oh, head and one thing. Oh, 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 wait. Head and shoulders two in one. Yeah, it's like a shampoo and conditioner in one bottle. Yeah. Oh. And it's like a massive bottle. And, but oh my gosh, one thing I saw recently. So my friend, he was telling me, oh yeah, my skin's really bad, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, can I be able to do a skincare routine? Because that would honestly make me so happy. But anyway, he showed me his current moisturizer that he uses. It's a three in one moisturizer for face hands and body wow i'm sorry you like didn't use the same moisturizer for your face and your body that's just yeah wait so oh my god wait <laughs> i know like you can get a two-in-one hand and body that's like more normal right hand but, like, and body works because like your the skin on your hands is the same, the same as your, as your body, body but, like, but like your face is a lot more sensitive you yeah. need to be a lot more aware of what you're doing that's a thing wait has you got good skin not really <laughs> Like Hannah, help that, help that, help that child. I'm honestly, child. really trying to be the savior. I'm trying to. He has an older sister who I, who I'm also friends with, and I was speaking to her. I was like, "You need to get him to listen to me, please." And she was like, "I'm surprised he even uses water to wash his face." Oh. And well, then, he doesn't use like face wash or no. And I was like, "Please, at least let me pick you out a good cleanser and a good moisturizer." Yeah, skincare Just really does make all the difference. Bare minimum, because when you have like really dry and sensitive skin, especially or like well, like two extremes. So you either have like really oily skin or you have dry and sensitive skin, and then obviously there's in the middle where some people have like a bit of both. It's like really important. You need to take care of it. Also, linking back to the whole um, South Asian culture kind of thing, I think. Okay, so with the whole like how we're supposed to be when it comes to like hair and whatever with like a lot of Bollywood actresses, you see them all with like the really perfect wavy, really smooth, silky hair. And you're like, that looks like a wig. How is that even possible? Um, and I know that one thing, which is like in our culture, um, it's like, we've always been used, like how I was talking about before, how we use oils and all of that in our hair, which is like, which is like really good for your hair, like strengthens roots, like prevents like you from going like bald or like bald patches or all of that kind of stuff and people now I don't know people nowadays they've kind of like started to realize it and I think my mom was talking to me about this like quite recently she was saying oh yeah they've discovered it all now and we've been doing it for like decades and centuries I'm like yeah just like an FYI this actually damages us maybe maybe we should be like changing it <laughs> just with like mm -hmm. all the new skincare yeah. products now yeah well uh, that about sums up sums it up for this episode of the asian voice thank you for listening and give us a follow on our spotify and on our instagram at the asian voice pod bye, bye. bye.